Hello and welcome to the Trollblood Scrum end of 2020 recording. Yes, sorry it's been a bit of a long time since we did one. We got a bit, <laughs> a little bit burnt out doing all of these CID wrap-ups, uh, so like the CID weeklies and then the wrap-up, and we decided we needed a little break. Um, yeah, but we're glad to be back and hopefully back to a, a more regular schedule or at least as regular as we get. Uh, with me on the call is John. Hey, hey Tom, how are you doing? Good man, yourself? Ah, not bad. A little feeling, a little better, you know. That's good. Not a hundred percent yet, but enough to do some talks and talk about trolls and go into the new year with uh, a positive spin, hopefully. <laughs> For sure, man. Uh, Fraser is going to be joining us in a bit as well because it wouldn't be Christmas without the big man Fraser. So yeah, I think he represents the beard for us. <laughs> Our very own Santa Claus. <laughs> Uh, yeah so like yeah today what we're looking at doing i think just talking about kind of the state of the troll meta now we've had a bit of time for the cid changes one to become absolutely final in a war room and for two to have had a couple of months playing with them rather than just like throwing around theories and stuff and then we want to do something we've been meaning to do for ages a deep dive on call grimmer and talk about why we love her as much as we do Uh, yeah so yeah, so yeah, tell us about what have you been playing lately then, John, since we spoke a couple of months ago, whenever it was. So all we know is CID has dropped. Um, mm-hmm. Rules that we know. Um, Gunny 2's dropped. Barrage Team has dropped. Uh, Bubbles and Boomy 3 has dropped. I think the rules we have not got is the new solo. Right? Yeah, and, you're right. Actually, I don't think he's in there. Which, yeah. which, which is weird. I thought they would come up with a pair with the whole shooting point to it but yeah yeah because I, I think they're probably waiting until the model releases maybe but then it seems strange that they didn't just drop all the rules for all the new releases in one go but hey whatever i agree yeah, especially it. like where you can't play in person right now it's like all virtual right now playing mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. why not drop the rules and let us play with it like i just yeah. feel like it would make more sense and maybe people playing with it will be like oh maybe we do need to buy this solo um yeah, yeah so all that's dropped um what i've been playing i was down f- with an illness for a while there, so I didn't really play much, but I'm back. I haven't played much in the last like two weeks, to say two to three weeks. But before that, I was playing a shit ton of Magic 3. I was pushing Magic 3 through the whole CID, and Magic 3 is probably one of our tier, was it tier S, tier A? I don't even know how that shit that goes in. <laughs> one of our top, probably one yeah. of our top five Warcasters now. We oh, have an action. Yeah, no question. That we can actually use and use without the stone, which is kind of cool. It yeah, allows for more options, cool. allows for more bodies on the table. So I've been playing a lot of Magic Three. Um, Cold Grandma hasn't gone anywhere. Cold Grandma just gotten better. Um, just having the addition of like Bubbles and Boomy Three to or, to the list is just really strong. Um, two po- powerful hitting solos that can like survive and help your army. As well, it's just really good for Cold Grandma, mm-hmm. especially with her cool tip or her uh, her uh, skill tip or skill tools, whatever, man. Um, <laughs> spell kit, there we go. Um, <laughs> but like, I just playing that a lot. Um, I've taken my Runes of War, Crystal One, Power of Dunia list for a spin, the new version of it, a few times, and it's really powerful now. Have keeping all that AD, it's yeah. just yeah. My list no longer needs to bleed CPs and win the long game. It can actually just contest and win the early game because you yeah. can't kill my shit, can't contest my zone. So that means I score CPs on your turn and my turn. And I just need to like, like, it's just really, really strong and it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easier to play. When I played than- that list, is what well, I played against you playing that list. You, your army, yeah, the, it's such a big model count. There's so many medium bases that it spread really wide and some things were kind of not as effective as they could be because they had to deploy so far out correct so now yeah, yeah now you, you can deploy in like two lines that sounds so like better. now i'm like on the if i'm going first i'm on the 13 inch line i run 10 inches i'm at a 20 i'm at a 23 inch line like with 15 plus models at the 23 inch line who then threat 13 next turn so i'm, th- I'm threatening 36 inches up the board on my top of two and mog deploys he runs his 10 because i added an axer and then he hoofs it four so he goes from the seven 
to the 17 to the 21 inch line. So now Mog's actually up there with the Rune Shapers, where he can be arced through the following turn, even to like help the Rune Shapers out. Like it's just really, really good. And like, yes, you got to practice your deployment. You got to play around the table setting. You got to do all that fun stuff. But like, they all have Pathfinder. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. right, Mog now has Pathfinder when he tramples or he runs. Like it's because you have Rush. Yes, it's just yeah. really good in that list right now. Well, the Shamblers are a little far behind now, but eventually, eventually the Shamblers like turn three is like in front of your Rune Shapers because you don't want your Rune Shapers too far up the board. But like mm-hmm. controlling the middle of that board by turn two, you're able to give your your army that extra buffer you need to like really do some heavy damage. Yeah. Um, VLD, uh, not my cup of tea. Obviously, I have a lot Azrael list. You know, me messing around with. I'm trying to mess around with a Magic One VLD, but I think just Magic One plays a lot better in Storm of the North, and that's where I have him right now. Just really strong with like mm-hmm. Boomy Three and Bubbles, and his Champ and Double Double Bears. Like it's just really strong. I think we all agree the neutral fancy battle group is like a Pyro plus X. Yep. Um, so you drop the mauler, you grab a pyro, so you have seven you have seven extra points now to mess around. So it's like pyro basher, pyro nitrol, maybe a pyro swamp troll. Uh, mm. then you just add like a heavy hitter like rock or a brawler. Yeah. Like your battle group has like the hitting power. Um yeah, not, not a fan of the gunny two. Haven't really found a list where I like gunny two in yet. Um KC didn't get any love. Our shooting, our shooting units and trolls didn't really get any love. I talked about it before earlier this week. I'm not sure if you guys listened, but the meta, I was on it. Mm-hmm. Download it, listen to it. I heard it's really good. Not only did uh, I listen, I finally subscribed to the Patreon. Like, boom. I, it's, it's funny. I, I could be like, oh, this guy called John and be like, hey, what did you say in the meta? But I was like, oh, whatever. I'll just pay the, pay Jay the money. I feel like he's earned it at this point. So Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Tom, Tom messaged me on Facebook. He's like... <laughs> Man, it was so good. I actually subscribed to the Patreon. Like, well, you're giving, you're doing Jay a favor, not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah, no, it's really good. Um, yeah, I just, I enjoy talking trolls. So, like, I, I just like it when people ask me to talk trolls, and I'll, I'll talk trolls. And I heard you're like dabbing though. You're dabbing the VOD a bit here, and like Ragnar and and like. A Mountain King, right? You're playing Mountain I, King. I'm right not, now? Not, I've not. I'm playing Mountain King. I've not played VOD yet, but like, I'm. I'm thinking. I'm starting to yeah reassess it from being like cute and fun to actually having some good builds. And yeah, especially yeah Ragnar. I think what yeah one of the strongest things weirdly is friendly faction Malvin and Mayhem by the sounds of things. Because of course the double Dunians with champions is powerful, and it's gonna it's gonna take me a bit more convincing I think to play that as my main list over Colgrimmer. But um, I definitely want to give it a try because it does sound really strong. I would never take Cold Grandma out of a parent right now. It Cold Grandma answers she, our issues well. of Archons to like a T. And like when you have a sad Archon who's behind a house or in a rubble or in a forest or behind a forest who doesn't have Pathfinder, who yeah. can't fly, it's, it saves you an extra turn. And that extra turn, you usually can give the troll player enough advantage to win the game like i've done it um, so many times where i would literally like co-grammar will vanish charge feet or vanish walk feet or like walk vanish feet like to catch the extra archon who's like sitting like that 21 inches back there i'm like no i'm catching that archon it's screwed for next turn as well which means my army's in your face by the time you're ready to play and that's what trolls want to do. Trolls want to be in your face. Trolls want to hit, get that alpha, especially with cold grandma when you can put the clouds up, protect your army from shooting, protect your army like defense 14 to 16 champions because they're right behind the cloud. They have to be in the cloud to hit you. Like that's no nothing to like shrug your shoulders at. And if they mm-hmm. do hit you, you have an archon. You're like, no, guess what? My champ's hitting you back now because you have a champ solo. So like there's so many ways you can play it. I mean, you have Melvin Mayhem. In that list, I think you're on board with it now. Yeah, you've moved me. I was playing Glacier King for a long time, but I have shifted. Yeah, you were saying like it's just. So why did you shift? Let's let's talk about that. Um, so I think at the moment, I think the Glacier King build is still really fun and it's still good, but I, I think it's a little bit worse. Um, so one of the big things at the moment is Gatsby Four exists. So Bloodthirst 
it, it just, I mean, he, I think he pretty much won rounds of Glacier King from full health, um, which obviously is pretty bad and there's not a whole lot you can really do to stop him. Um, so that's kind of rough. And then, of course, his guns are just single shots and there's a lot of shield guard at the moment. So quite often you can't put them where you want them to. Um, you can't always threaten casters as much as you could sometimes. Um, like I said, I still like him. I still think he's good, but I, I found there were too many turns where my opponent was just one-rounding him, even or like had so many options of pieces that could one-round him that I couldn't even... Like, I could just never keep him safe. Um, like, And it's a shame, because he's cool. But uh, And then the thing is, Malin and Mayhem are <laughs> really, really fun as well. Um, and yeah, that great tech with the Dunian Archon, where you can heal damage from like i've had a lot of games where people have been like oh i've taken out malvin's cortex or movement and now he's dealt with <clears throat> and then you're like no dunian archon means that i'm gonna heal those systems back up he's fully operational and now he's right in your face and killing half your list so yeah yes, I, I, yeah i had that game where he and he took out both arms on melvin mayhem and i was like damn and then i'm like i want to take a free strike of a champion who's on one <laughs> I took a free strike. He's like, oh, yeah, I want to take that. He hits it, kills the champion. He's like, you're not going to arc on it? I'm like, nope. Heal D3, heal both arms up. Mullen Mayhem is now fully <laughs> operational. So and then he's <laughs> like, what? You can do that? I'm like, yeah, man, it's friendly faction. Or it's just friendly. It's friendly model. It doesn't mean to say living or on. So I'm like, yeah, he's he's yeah. now fully operational and he's going to be. And again, no only... no range restriction on it either. Literally yep. just pick a model. So And he's going to be killing this whole unit of whatever he was at because he's mat seven in the back of them and he's, i'm just gonna like munch 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 like yeah. it was so good and it won the game and mm-hmm. i think it was like a vtc game i, I really yeah. do I think it was in a vtc game right i think that's like you were playing gareth with that yes 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 i was behind like infiltrators or something and he healed he healed melvin mayhem from across the board to clear his zone and score his zone and i was just like yep this is this is golden like this is how <laughs> it should be done yeah so if we're going to talk about Cole Grimmer, I guess we should quickly go through, like, I guess go through a card and talk about the things that we like, the things that we don't like, the things that are strong. So, okay, so we... we'll talk about Cole Grimmer. Let's, let's talk, dislikes and likes. We'll do that first. That's pretty sweet. I like that idea. Um, uh, dislikes. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, defensive stat line. That's the, <laughs> I think when your links play Cole Grimmer, you, you will get her killed a whole lot. Yes. Thing? So I've, I was then, talking to someone. Mm-hmm. This is, sorry to interrupt. But I was talking uh, to someone, and he was playing Cold Grandma, and he got Cold Grandma assassinated to Denny uh, Denegra one. Sure. Right. Um, he was like, I was using her sprays, I was spraying things down, I was doing a lot of work, and my com- my first thing I said to him was, her sprays can be a trap. If you mm-hmm. do not have her protected, or do not have, if you're doing sprays just to kill models with her. I feel like that's not the way to play Cold Grandma right now. Cold Grandma is a defensive tech caster with a lot of offensive put- output. Mm-hmm. You want you want to have her cloud walls up first. You want to make sure your army's protected. And if you're able to protect your army in two cloud walls and you can do one spray, fine. But like you need to make sure your champions are protected. You got to make sure your army's protected because if, you, if champions, if you lose your champions, your list is basically nothing right now because your champions mm-hmm. hit the hardest. They do so much work with. This is Cold Stone, the Hunter's Mark, the chart. Like, it's just like Cold Grandma provides so much work for them, and the champions need to do so much work because they can hit like a truck. So, like, she is a very, very squishy caster. She's a 14 15. She does have Pathfinder, which is really sweet. Um, but she's a 14 15. She's, she's a 14 17 on a stone. Yeah. Like, get something on her. It's, it's pretty scary. Yeah. Po- positive side is she should never get a spell assassinated. Never. This is true, yeah. I think, and I think that's the thing about Colgrammer. I think, yeah, when you start playing her, you're probably going to get her killed a lot. And I think you get in that good spot where eventually you'll realize exactly how aggressive you can be with her without her dying. And so, yeah, to be getting out some good sprays and to be doing some good work as well as protecting your army, but also not in a way where it puts her in a vulnerable, vulnerable position. So, yeah, I think that's one of the things that you're kind of learning the more you play her. But like you say, she's it like. Mostly immune to shooting assassinations, unless it's like Clara Sloan who ignores clouds. She's yeah. If you're if you're not an idiot and you don't forget, she's fully immune to anything except like fire spray magic um, assassinations. 
So, yeah, or I say fire, non-cold spray assass- uh, assassinations. Yeah, so... But then, like, and on her feet turn as well, despite that stat line, she can generally stand really far up the board because you'll be pushing people two inches away. They're losing flight and pathfinder, so there's a lot of people who won't be able to get to her. You know, body block with the champs. Of course, no one's shooting that turn as well, so she can quite often stand in front of quite a hard-hitting army with very little defense and just be untouchable. And then if they run into engage her, you've always got Vanish to get out next turn, so she's just like, yeah, very, very hard to pin down when you play her properly. Um, cool tech with her as well is her knife has dispel. There's a lot of times people are trying to like rebuke my champions or put like a upkeep on my champions, something like that. In in this list, you should have two sources of dispel, which is one is the archon and one is the cold grammar herself. Don't forget as well, owl's wisdom removes enemy upkeeps. Correct. So yeah, that's a, that's a cool tech. You put owl's wisdom on that unit, and the upkeeps will be removed. Um, but like. I always like to keep Owl's Wisdom definitely for herself. Sure, Unless you're yeah. playing against a caster who doesn't have any offensive spells, then you can like you can throw it on like your lead champion. And like if that's the closest one they can only target, then you guess what? That model cannot be targeted by spells. Yeah. So like it forces them to go around. Um I played Owl Wisdom on my Bumbles recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, I really like that on turn one, especially if you run yeah, him. Yeah, he's way up the board. Stone, you, keep him in yeah. and do an arc on thing and with Owl System, yeah. Yeah, because then you can't get moved, you can't get knocked down, you can't get any like on that fancy um, tech that people try to do with them, like turn him around or befuddle him and stuff, befuddle yeah. him or spell him to death. You're just like, well, he's now he's a twelve nineteen under the stone, eight boxes immune to spells. Yeah, he's staying where he is. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and especially if that can be in concealment or behind a wall or something as well. Correct. Like, yeah, extra safe. Yeah, so that's always cool tech. Like turn one, she doesn't really need our wisdom. But like when you're playing against a caster that have spell assassination, I like to keep it on her. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I guess another negative is like how her feet's worded. Mm-hmm. It, it it is hard for new players. It's almost like a new player. We're talking about like new players playing cold grandma. I feel like that's where people like to go is cold grandma. So it could be like a new player intro. We're talking about cold grandma here. Um, her feet is worded weird because it says they lose. Out of sight, flight, and pathfinder, and cannot make range attacks for one round. So, the only thing that sticks in that is the range attacks. Like, you cannot gain range attacks, right? Like, it's like they cannot mm-hmm. make range attacks. Like, they lost that. But they can gain out of sight again. They can get, gain flight and they can gain pathfinder. Sure, so, certain casters, certain models can give those things out. Don't be, don't get caught when they're like, oh, by the way, I'm going to feet and now everything has flight. Like, that's, that's kind of a, kicking the balls that happens to you right yeah i think the big one at the moment is aurora 2 spell Correct. that gives yeah, yeah like, to, to yeah. give a model flight I, yeah she has that spell doesn't she yep or like yeah. your army has army gains pathfinder like yeah. like that does happen and it will catch you off guard once in a while so just make sure you know what you're playing against like i'm sure i talked about this before like there's a lot of rules a lot of questions i ask before every game like um do you have shooting? Can you see through clouds? Can you get Pathfinder? Do you have counter chart? Like, there's just a sort of rules. If you ever play me, it's like the same rules I tell you, or same questions I ask you all the time. And I think in a further podcast, farther back, we've talked about the rules and how you come to a game and how you approach a game. So just just be aware of who, who you, what you're playing and what kind of rules they have and what kind of things they can get around certain things, which is your yes. feet, because your feet's your biggest thing right now. It stops a lot of things in the game and it saves your army for that for that turn sometimes two turns depending how far mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how far you push it yeah speaking of her feet i think another negative with her is sometimes she creates her own order of activation issues so for example you might be like okay i want to tag that model with a hunt with a hunter's mark so i'm in range to charge it but also i want to use my feet this turn and my feet is going to push that model two inches further away. <laughs> so you sort of have things like that where you're like, I want to do both these things, I can't do them both. And Correct. of course, with the feet, the push is, it's not optional, but you choose the order. So if that if the Hunter's Mark thing is a unit, you might be able to push the front model first that hits one of its back models before you push that back model away. So there are sometimes ways around it, but I found that quite often with Colgrim where it's like, I want to do all these things, but I can't because of order of activation. And it's not a big thing, but it's, again, it's something you kind of have to play around sometimes. And it doesn't happen often anymore, but I sometimes still get to that point where it's like, I've planned my turn assuming that 
your model is going to be in a place where it's not going to be because I've forgotten I'm going to be using my feet and Hunter's Mark or I'm going to be, you know, whatever else combination of Colgrim's effects that I want. Like, so. Yeah, it's it's probably one, it's one of the best feats we have, but like it's one, oh of, the hardest one, it's one of the hardest ones to like uh, plan and play. It also takes a long time to do. Um, sometimes with the feet, you can get Battle Bears ambushing a unit that you couldn't get before. Or a model. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. People always say like, "Oh well, how far is your bear's threat from the side?" And it's like, well, thirteen. But but then yeah, I can hunters mark you. I can potentially push you back two inches. And sometimes I have pushed Cold Grimmer really far up the board, so I'm almost pushing models like just horizontally. I could run a stone and pop a cold aura. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like theoretically the furthest a bear can threat from the the side is 17 and you're never going to be able to get all those things to work in one way you know in the same game but that's if somebody says how far do your bear threat and that is technically the answer it's 13 and then like they're like oh what else can you do i mean 100 mark my feet can push you too i can run the cold store plus one speed and they're like what's the max of that i'm like i think it's 17 and they're like oh and so, like, they're trying to play around it, and then you have two units of ambushing bears, so they're trying to play around on both sides of the table. You're just like, yeah, okay, this is good for me because your army is now in the middle of the board, which means my cloud wall doesn't need to be a spread. Yeah, like it's 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 really 100%. good. Yeah, yeah, it's like champion. You know what champions really like a big fight in the middle of the board. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um. So yeah. Um. We'll talk about our spell list. Mm-hmm. Um. Curse of fate. It's really good. I think it's under underused. There's many mm-hmm. times where I actually don't use it. Yeah. Um, but there's times where you should use it. It's minus two defense. If you can, if you can get it off on like a high defense armor mm. model or de- high defense uh, model, it's really good for champions to hit because they're only mat seven. Yeah. So like, in this in my list, they're mat. They can be mat nine with boomy three. Yeah. So which is really good. Which is why. I've, I, I've kind of walked away from Curse of Fate a bit because I have Boomy 3 for that extra hit buff. Um, Freeze and Mist. Yeah. A spell you should almost be using every turn. Yeah. Um, unless it's like endgame or you're going for a spell assassination or something crazy like that where you need her spells to clear stuff. But Freeze and Mist is like your AoE 3 cloud effect. And if they're not immune to cold, they suffer minus 2 attack rolls while in it. Yeah. This includes shooting models. This includes anything else that's touching it. Yeah, so I champ- really thought about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I placed it on shooting models. Let's say they're rat five. They would have to mm. go. To, they would go rat seven aiming and you know looking for fives to hit champions. I would yeah. place them on shooting models. Like I placed clouds where it was like two and then two, like right in front of each other. Yeah, and have my champions either in the one cloud, mm-hmm. so like they have concealment from shooting. And then the other clouds in front of them, so like if someone's charging them, or I've used it where I put clouds on top of shooting models, where I know they're going to walk five and be there, or walk seven or whatever, be there, yeah. right? Yeah, because I guess and if you're like tagging, say, like a judicator or a blockader who's going to chew up those champions with their sprays, then if you're putting it near the front of that model's base, you know where it's going to be. It's really hard for that model to walk and not be correct. Touching yeah, hundred percent, especially like judicator because they're what they're at five. It boosts yeah. right for the sprays, so now yeah. it's rat three against twelve. Science importance, yeah. but yeah, still it has science points. But now what you do is like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just saying, like it has like yeah, you yeah. have those chances, and that's I've done that a few times. Where like I'm like, how fast can you get those guys? Eh, it's speed seven. How far do they shoot? Ten. I'm like, so I can move my champions ten. I'll be within, you know, fifteen of you. So you need to walk so far. I'm like, cool. I'm gonna put clouds up here, and now your shooting models either have to be in the clouds shooting me. Or they just don't, they stay behind the clouds and just don't do nothing, right? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, wait, do I want to be in the clouds? If I do that, I need nines to hit now. I'm like, ugh, like, it's a different, like, it's, it makes a bit different. I've literally never used it for that. That's really cool. Like, yeah, I'm always thinking about putting the clouds much closer to myself, but yeah, that's a, that's a really cool way of doing it. Yeah. So that's something like just different little texts after you play so many games with her. Like, Mm -hmm. it's really good. Like, oh, like, even like, like I said, you put cl- like two clouds very far up, and then you put two clouds like closer to your champions. So like, they need either sight first of all, mm-hmm. if they want to go in the cloud and shoot. And if they're going to charge you, they're going to be in the clouds. But yeah. like now, it's like you have like this rolling cloud wall going up one side of the board or up the middle of the board, protecting your your big army. And it's just like, oh man, like how do I deal with this? 
It, yeah. It's it's so good if you learn how to play your. There's lots of turns where I'm I'm playing four clouds, cold grams, camp with zero, with with owl wisdom up. But like you can't spell assassinator, and they only shoot seventeen. You're seventeen yeah. away. You're just like okay, I'm a very squishy caster, but nothing's gained to me because I'm seventeen away. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I think obviously it's very terrain dependent as well. Of course, if you can get 100%. something to hide her behind, then you're even safer doing that. But yeah. But yeah, this comes from a lot of playing playing a lot of games with cold grandma. You kind of find like the ins and outs and what you can do with her. Yep. And like totally. she's probably one of the most technical casters we have. Oh, no question. Yeah. And she's probably the hardest ones to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to talk about the next spell? Yeah, Hunter's Mark. And I think this is one that you cast a lot more than I do. And Hunter's Mark is one of those spells that I really like because it does work, even if you literally never cast it, because people are saying like, oh, how far does your brawler threat? And it's like, well, he's 10 base, 11 with the Cold Stone, and 13 with Hunter's Mark. So people are generally staying out of 13. <laughs> or walk, or quite often just walking to within 9 or whatever, because like, well, I can't avoid you. And so, yeah, Hunter's Mark's done its work without even casting it. And of course it is. It is a really good spell to cast, and she's accurate at casting it on magic ability seven with a drop dice. But yeah, I, I don't I don't think I use it anywhere near as much as you do. I'd, I'd say I'd end up casting it maybe one in three games. Oh wow, really? Yeah, yeah, not often. I think there's a game. I think I don't remember a game where I don't cast it at least three times. Wow, big change. And uh, I cast it three times. Okay, so say three times between my room bear and cold grandma. Yeah. Um. So. People are like, oh, your room bear. So what I do with my room bear after a feet turn, my room bear now uh, hovers around with my uh, Melvin Mayhem, like his mm-hmm. little pocket body, where because <laughs> it turns Northkin, it's speed six already. Mm-hmm. It can walk seven and cast at ten. <laughs> yeah, so, so really seventeen inches away, and now it saves Melvin Mayhem spending a focus of charge, or whatever. And Colgrama can still cast three cloud walls at this point in camp one yeah so like this is like later in the game obviously but like i've done it a few times people are just like what are you doing I'm like he partners up with mellow mayhem and just watch like it's it's just cool how it works out like playing so many games you find these little like tricks uh little tips and tricks you can do with them but like hunter's mark for me is like mellow mayhem benefits so far from it i guess yeah it's an extra point of focus from a lot of time, 13 so, yeah 13 inches he charges with it mm-hmm. like i've cast it on like a on uh the infernal gate with it before <laughs> i think it was like vtcus i put clouds up um i feeded they can't um put three clouds up i feed it so like the tormentors can't see it because they lose out of sight they can't mm-hmm. counter charge and then i'm like hunters mark the gate and i want to sit in the middle of the table and feet so i'm safe from everything can't be zero and then i'm just like metal mayhem go and it killed one round's a gate. Yeah. Because you, po- you push the button, it becomes power strength 20 and 19 or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And it's like uh, 20 and 17. And it's just one round's a gate because it has full fury. First one's a charge, and you second one, and you buy three big ones. Like, it's just, it's so strong. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I have Hunter's Mark for champions. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not because I want them to go the full distance, but because of Pathfinder issues. It gives two extra inches to charge, right? Yeah. So, like, if you need to go through like a a little bit of water or a little bit of forest, those yeah. two extra inches will save you that little. Thankfully, inch of not an issue anymore because champions have a little charge. Now, but yeah, yes, so. correct. But if it's not champions, then anything else, yeah, totally. Yeah, um, battle bears coming off the side. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a big one. Boomy three, hunter's mm-hmm. mark plus the. Uh, um, it's just like his two inch reach is just so good. Hmm. Um, also, when he charges living models, he gains plus two movement. Yep. So he's a speed five. Um, at this point, you're probably not going to use a stone for speed. You're probably using the stone for damage. So he's a speed five. Um, charges something living, so it goes five to eight to ten. Hunter's marks twelve plus two increases fourteen, and it's a thresher at pal fifteen with with the pyro uh, pyro flaming fist. So he's in pal seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, uh, like Powell 17, <laughs> like Matt 9, basically, because you can do choose any model. Like, it's just like, yeah, yeah. Like, he's a Powell 17 with double Thresher attack. Like, <laughs> Thresher twice with him. I don't know if people know that. You Thresher twice with him. Yeah. It says once per turn, when this model makes a special attack with this weapon, immediately after the attack resolve, it can open, it can make one additional special weapon. 
So you never charge normally. Never. Because your thresher does not need to hit multiple enemies. You can be like, I'm charging. I'm using my special attack thresher. Yeah. You hit one. And then you use ability, thresher again, you hit him again. If you charge normally, you only get to hit him once. How come? Because you're you're just using your normal attack. You're not actually declaring a special attack. I think I think you could thresher on the charge. Yes, you can. That's what I'm saying. You have to declare it. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, you gotcha. A lot of people will charge him and be like, he's charging him. And does not declare they're going to use their special attack. Right. If yeah. you don't declare your special attack, you cannot make it in second attack. Just like I'm letting you guys know, there are people out there will call you on it. I've been called on it. <laughs> That's how I learned the hard way. But mm-hmm. I'm like, like, you need to declare special attack. I'm charging. I'm going to thresher. Yes. And then you have a special ability, thresher again. So if you can be knocked down, this guy becomes a POW 17 weapon master because he has trash. Like mm, POW 17 weapon master against targets, you hit him twice. And amputee. Like, yeah. what? Like, what? What? Like, so this thing hits hard with Cole Grandma going 14 inches threat. And it's really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I got some good good kills off before. Like, I've killed like two, I killed like a jack and a half with them. Yes. But, oh, yeah. Easily done. Yeah. So, like, um, yeah, Hunter's Mark to me is like an ability that just makes your army threat farther, especially in. Storm in the North being Northkin and like just does more damage. Like it's just, it's scary for the opponent. And like Tom said earlier, Hunter's Mark doing something already in the game because they have to play around it. Yeah. And if they don't play around it, they charge in your face. You're just like, that works even better for me. Yeah. I'll crucify yeah. you then, or I'll like spray you down. Like you're just mm. like, okay, that works for me. Um. Then she has two more spells after this. Um, vanish. Very neat little cool. Tool tip she has. Oh my god, it's, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like such a small effect is like if she didn't have the spell on her card, she would plummet in effectiveness. This is totally like I think I cast. I agree. Every I agree. turn. Um, uh, well, every turn it could be free sure. because of the bear, mm-hmm. or use it for like uh, I would cast it probably five or seven turns. So I'm going to maybe, yeah, maybe more like maybe or, not every turn, or yeah. four to seven turns, but like vanish. On your feet turn, you're casting it. Oh sure. Yeah. Uh, it's either you're feeding, you're either casting vanish to get forward farther, or you're casting vanish to get back three on your feet turn. Because your feet turn is like you walk up or charge or whatever. If you could charge, it's amazing. If not, you just kind of walk up, which is fine. Then you feet. Then you vanish back backwards. Yeah. Because it's whatever she catches in her feet. It's a pulse. Mm-hmm. So like now you're. Her control is 16. 16, yeah. Now you're 19 away from whatever you hit. Yeah. That's 21 right? if you push them. 21 if you push them. There you go. Yeah. Well, you have to push them. So 21. Unless, yeah. like, so like you're 21 away from it. So usually what you do is you vanish. You walk five. So now you're eight up the board. And then you feet for your 16, which is 24 inches you just walked. Yeah. And now you're basically <laughs> like you're like in the middle of the table. You're just like, okay, well, you can't kill me. I want to put some clouds up just in case you have shooting. Well, wait, you can't shoot. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I want, like, what do I do? <laughs> like, it's it's crazy what she could do. And Vanish is really good. Yeah. I think the other thing I really like about Vanish is it lets her be in three different places in a turn. So where she starts, where she advances to, and where she vanishes to. And so it's not, it's not a common play, but there's been plays in the past where it's like, I need to tag these three very far apart models with sprays. And it's like, I cast, you know, I kill this one from where I am. I walk to here, I kill this one. I vanish, I kill this one. Like, just things like that. Or, you know, you might need to vanish over here so you can hit someone with your knife to dispel something off an enemy model and then walk away. You know, there's like, just, I think being able to be like, get around, get your head around the idea that she can be in three different places to do her effects from is really good. Like, well, the other thing you might want to walk one way to spray someone, then vanish to get your hunter's marking range on a model on the other side of the board or something. Like, there's just a lot you can do with it. Um, and then, of course, the fact that it's a place means that yeah, you can get out of free strikes with it. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of stuff. Uh, you want to talk about our last spell? Oh, I absolutely do. <laughs> yeah, this spell is crazy. Two cost for a power twelve spray ten with. Signs importance that can be a power fourteen with the 
Um, Coldstone, <laughs> like, yes, this this is a good spell. <laughs> and of course, oh yeah, Crit Freeze as well, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, one thing I love about this, I mean, of course, one thing we love about Colgrima is that almost every game you've got an assassination up your sleeve. If everything else fails, then... You've got, I think, is it six? No, 19 is the most you threat with this? Well, okay, if they give you a charge target, potentially 21, because you can charge someone, vanish, or vanish and charge, and then get someone to 10. Um, and most casters, like maybe 75% of casters in the game, if they're camping one or two, are going to be potentially vulnerable. And that might be with good dice, but it's it's good, it's a pretty good assassination run. And if you've lost the game otherwise, it's, yeah, it's great to be able to sometimes snatch a win. Yeah, so on the assassination run, it's like, She's either speed five or speed six because the Norseman mm-hmm. stone. So she's six, six to nine if she's charging with her half inch reach or one inch reach. I always forget. Half inch, I think it's the dagger. Yeah. Half inch. And then she can vanish for free if you mm-hmm. sell the room bear. So now it's like nine, vanish for three. So you're 12 at the board. And then a 10 inch spray. Mm-hmm. So that's 22. Yeah. A pow 12. Um, you probably boost the first one, hopefully for that crit. So you yeah, have four dice, four lords. Yeah. Uh, and then depends on their armor, depends how they're camping. Like you can get three spells with what one boosted. Vanish for uh, three. First spell. No, if, you, if you're if you're boosting your hit, you get no boosted damage rolls. No so boost damage. Vanish. That's the yeah. thing. It's like th- there's only a couple of inches which drastically affect the numbers on our assassination because if they're within fifteen and you can just walk and do all power 14 sprays then that's money that's you know you, you've got eight focus worth eight fury I'm worth yep. great but then if they're ju- one inch further away and you have to either vanish or use the creel stone or use the creel stone for speed instead of um, power that knocks your numbers down a lot and then if you have to do both of them have the, the stone for speed and vanish then the numbers go down quite considerably so it's worth yeah knowing knowing what those numbers are and knowing how likely it is but uh but even then like you know, obviously that assassination is never plan A, but there's a lot of games where you'd be like, well, you're going to win on scenario next turn, I fold and I'm done. And what you're actually doing is like, well, Cogrim has got a 10% assassination run and I might just win the game on that. <laughs> so, like, I love that about her. It's like, you've always got a just an absolute last gasp, like, effort in almost every game you ever play. Um, but then the thing, I, what I love most about this, and I think this is why you should always play her in Storm of the North, is one weakness trolls have is removing key models like say your opponent runs a couple of random guys into a charge lane and most troll forces are quite melee centric and you're like if i run a model in to hit that model with an axe and kill it my model with the axe is now in the way and it's a real pain in the ass so this is a really good spray for a really good spell for being like oh you throw in one random guy in the way there i spray through my own champions and he dies um of course yeah so the reason for being storm of the north is you can target your own guys you can be like you know, if there's three guys on a slightly weird angle and you can cover them up with a spray template, you just walk up your rune bearer or something so you can target your rune bearer and have the spray touch them in the perfect place. Um, so I think that's the thing I'm most using it for. It's like, yeah, it's great. You can sometimes clear loads of infantry, but really I'm using it to clear one or two guys who are in the way when I just need those two guys. You know, maybe someone runs two guys next to Malvin and Mayhem. Okay, that's a bad example because they're not cold immune, and so you've got to be more careful because you don't want to make Malvin and Mayhem stationary on your own turn. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before. Oh. <laughs> with, it was actually, that, that was actually not Malvin Mayhem. I've done it with Mulg some time ago and failed an assassination run because I froze the model that was going to assassinate. Anyway, don't oh. do that. Um, yeah, so I think but anyway, if it's not Mother Mayhem, you can be spraying over your own guys to uh, to clear things, you know, clear random solos or flags when no one else can get there, that sort of thing. It's just it's just work for like helping with controlling the board more so than doing bucket loads of damage. Yeah, um, yeah, her spell list is just top top notch. Oh my goodness, yeah, like when, when yeah the least the least useful spell on there is probably Cursed Fate, and that's a pretty. <laughs> a, a pretty good spell list if that's the case yeah yeah 100 um so we could talk about theme talk about themes why would you bring them in certain themes and why wouldn't you her mm. so power of dunia mm. um cute um competitive maybe not i feel like you only bring her in power of dunia because you want to get the mog trick off and i think the, the recency idea has made Power of Dunia a lot more compelling because of the um, Dunian knot 
because giving her a reroll and then an extra dark power on her sprays is mm-hmm. really, really good. <laughs> like, yeah. And the fact that Paradini doesn't have loads of use for the regular stone anyway, so you don't mind taking the cold stone. Like, Correct. I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but I feel like it's more cute because you're just playing flat assassination wrong with Mog. Yeah. Right? That's what, what you're really playing because Mog can now, like, you bring an Axer, obviously, and, like, you rush Mog, Mog runs 10. Then he sprays, you can spray 10 off of him, so it's only like a 20 inch threat. Yeah. Because you can arc through him so many times, which is really cool because, like, you're arcing like a thousand dice. Like, it's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rerolls, rerolls, four dice, drop two. Like, it's just, it's gross. But, like, uh, I feel like she shines in Storm of the North more. Yeah, totally. Uh, I don't think you bring her in KC. Never actually thought of KC with her, but I mean, m- making things stationary and then shooting them is fine, but it's just nowhere near as powerful as the like the champions and stuff like that. So um, you I could, like... I, think it's, I think she's so good that she could play any theme and you'd have success with her. But yeah, I agree. But, um, but you're probably just handicapping yourself at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Controls don't need any more handicap than they have right now. <laughs> um, Band of Heroes, cute Cloudwall protection. Yeah, I've um, definitely heard about people doing this as a kind of a very specific tailored matchup thing. If you need takedown plus her sprays, then it's you take down. You have sprays. You bring uh Scaldi to make the champions immune to cold, so you can like unjam mm. them if needed. Um, but yeah, once again, very tailored. Do you bring it? Yeah. The North I suppose, yeah, you can do that. You can bring the Northkin Elder, so then obviously the champions benefit from that. You can bring a largely Northkin battle group, so you have a lot of immunity color models yeah. there. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. It's it's it has options, like you can definitely do things, but I feel like mm. you don't need to right now with trolls, because trolls can do have those casters that can benefit in you know, other teams better. Like yeah. and then you then you have Storm of the North. I feel like she's just a Northkin model. She's a, she's called North she's a Northkin warlock. It's in mm. her title. I feel like this is where she needs to be, and we spoke about all the stuff that she could do with her army and what she brings to the table. Um, but I feel like we should talk about what her army is backing her up or in front of her, yeah. I should say. I think, yeah, just one thing to touch on with Storm of the North. I think you hit nail on the head before. The big thing is the bears, because a lot of her abilities, you want your opponent bunched up in the middle of the board. You want them to be in the middle of the board for for sprays so you can get more models and then for champions so you know they can all hang out base to base and crunch a bunch of stuff and the bears let you do that because people are going to be avoiding them on the sides and i think that's that for me is the the biggest thing about storm of the north it's actually not the immunity cold as much as i like that it's the bears and you can't replicate that in any other theme so it's bear time but yeah do you want to do your list first because i i um largely based my list off yours so do you want to do yours first then i'll just say about the couple of things i changed for personal preference yeah sure um storm in the north um we'll talk about battle group here i'm running uh brawler pyro and basher um it used to be brawler and mauler because of 15 points for the mauler i can drop the mauler at a pyro and basher so the same point list um basically uh you have two Norskin war beasts the brawler and the basher and the pyros here basically either throw two uh aoe threes out for fire every turn or to give flaming fist to someone else um yeah this just allows you to hit hard threat far um basher does a lot of work brings chiller so that's another reason why mm-hmm. first base doesn't really come to play much with me um solos my list has expanded in solo since recent the cid it has a duny archon for free the champ solo for free uh boomy three and bumbles the two changes is Bumbles and Boomy 3. That used to be a min unit of champions. But I feel like Bumbles uh, just does a lot more work than one unit of champions almost on a single target yeah. model. Yeah. <laughs> just the crit pitch, the weapon master, the pot. It just does so much work, Bumbles. And you can just like yeah. layer it. Um, Boomy 3 is really good for the whole army itself. Gives a plus two hit. Gives a plus two uh, movement to himself. Um, I hooked on my uh, stone unit before. To uh, bring my Stonian up the table farther, I like that. Uh, it, it like if you send like if you send like Bumbles or the Bears in hard or or something like that, you can bring the unit up farther. I just, I just want to make sure it's it's said friendly. Curlstone <laughs> 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 um, obviously is there all the time. Um, I if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you know I'm a huge believer of Minstone with the 
<laughs> so Minstone with the Elder, Northkin Elder, obviously, because the whole army benefits from whole army Northkin. Uh, Max Champions with Scaldi. Champions now have Pathfinder themselves. Scaldi allows them to charge through each other, which is a huge change for Trolls, and it helps a lot, especially when you're trying to like overlap things on like one big model or mm -hmm. a medium base or a large base. You want as many Trolls as possible. Now, like before, you only get like three. Now you can get that fourth one in because it can like yep. Go that farther spot if needed. Obviously, I have one unit of Battle Bears um, because I, I need I made some room for like the Bumbles and uh, uh, Boomy. If I had two units of Battle Bears, I think one would AD with uh, Bumbles, but I don't right now. So that's the change I made. Um, sometimes I just AD them anyways because like hmm. they can just be protected forever, especially if you have a cloud because they can just sit in the cloud and be stealth. Yep. So they're actually farther up the table, protected, and they can threat farther as well. And then the big one is Melvin Mayhem and Sw uh, the Swamp Bogger crew is in there, so Melvin Mayhem can work. Uh, Melvin Mayhem just having an independent Warjack who can score zones for you, kill things on his own, and doesn't need to be in your control, and powers mm -hmm. up by himself, is something trolls need. And this jack allows us to Let's say we want to play, we're playing spread the net. We focus on our zone and the middle zone and contesting his flag with our whole army, basically. Melvin and Mayhem can basically score an opponent zone by himself if they're not, they don't play it smart or they play it, they make one mistake. Melvin Mayhem walks in and just like destroys something. He is a hard hitting jack. It clears infantry hard because mm -hmm. of his, uh, his overtake berserk, correct? Or, yep, but it's yeah, called, yeah. Uh, it's called, uh, yeah. Killing spree, yeah, yeah, I just want to make sure. So, like, it powers up by itself. It could be armor 20 by itself. It has a knockdown on his main weapon. So, like, like don't forget about that main weapon. Because, like, yeah. when you, it's an AoE 4 on the model you directly hit, and everything else suffers a POW 10. Like, yeah. models yeah. in the AoE suffer a POW 10. Includes himself. I thought it didn't. I think... It just says... Uh, I don't know. Models in this AOE are hit, suffer a POW 10 blast damage roll. Yeah. This damage, oh, this, this damage is not concerned. Okay, never mind. Never mind. It does not hit himself. But like it hits it also hits a target you just hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like totally. it doubles up on the target you hit. Yeah. Um, and then it knocks all down. That. Yeah, the knockdown is really good for if you're trying to do one of these things where you really want to um use killing spree to get quite far away into the back lines or something. If those models are knocked down, that becomes a lot more reliable. And then, of course, if you've pushed the button and you can fly, you can fly over them in some situations. Is it a two-inch move, Killing Spree? Or is it, or is uh, it one? one? One. Okay, but still, yeah, yeah you can you can get some better places. Yeah, you can definitely get better base places. I've uh, killed a caster with him before because he killed mm -hmm. something in front of him that was knocked down. Yep. So, like, I've also hit one of my own models that was beside a caster. Oh, nice. Like, I hit one of my uh, champions that were not base-to-base -base in the back. Knocked down my champion, knocked down the caster. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, I kill a model, I killed then I kill an enemy model. And I like, it's just little tips and tricks you can do with them. It's really cool how far you can dig. Um, that's my list. Um, I played it like three or four times now since CID because I've been, uh, you know, ill, but it's really strong. And Boomy 3, like I said, just can hit like a truck in this list. And, uh, and Double Thresher can do a lot of work. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So my list is very similar, but like there's a few subtle differences. So battle groups exactly the same: Pyre, Brawler, Basher with a Rune Bearer. Then I've got the Archon. I've got Bumbles, and then the uh, Bellows Crew and Malvin. So the differences are: I've brought Valka in place of a Champion Hero um, because I just really like Valka. I think he's a late game beast. He's base mat eight. And then power 12 Weapon Master. And then can be power 14 Weapon Master with the Grillstone. Uh, Retality Strike is really good. And then it's another source of counter charge. He's just really hard to kill at armor 21 to melee attacks. I just, I just really like him. I just think he's a little self-contained unit. Um, uh, good for camping flags. But yeah, I think... I think people he's one of those models people don't get the value off because they throw him into combat as soon as they can and then he gets killed. But like late game just absolute monstrous and especially with righteous vengeance as well is a really good late game rule so I, just, I, I think and i think i value that more than the retaliatory strikes 
but I can definitely see an argument either way. So yeah, yeah. I just um, like the retaliatory strike when you have an like archon and like they hit your hit your champion who's like pow fourteen right now. <laughs> they hit him yeah. and you're just like I want to cancel that and hit you back at pow fourteen. <laughs> and then like, you mean, something or you kill it and you're just like oh shit. Yeah, I think like my big thing. I think when I first started using a champion hero, I found that a lot of things had two inch reach and they were just like oh i'll stay 1.1 away and your champions are sad it's like i guess but like that's not obviously not always the case it felt like that for a time but um but anyway yeah that like both good options go with whichever 100 both great options yeah yeah i have two units of battle bears instead of one um and i think for me that's a surprise i, I really like that i think that's one of the strongest things about the list and i really like i've, I've done that for the longest time because i've liked to be able to threaten both board sides and get both board sides if I need to, or ambush one unit one turn and then be like, you still can't go near the board edge because I still have another unit waiting in ambush. Um, and then the fact that there's now bumbles and the two units, I, what I generally do is ambush the two units and have bumbles up front. And you're really creating a good zone of denial of where people just can't place their models because you'll, if their bears kill them or bumbles, throw them away. Um, so yeah. Uh, but to make up for that, what have I dropped? The, uh, I guess the big difference is I don't bring Boom Howler. And yeah, which, and like you make a very good point for him, especially the extra power from the Creel Stone is really good on him. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, I think I prefer the the sort of the threat of the bears rather than that. But again, I think maybe given time, I can imagine myself changing over and using Boom Howler 3, but then... Um, I just I like bringing I like bringing lots of bears as well. Bears are cool. Bears are really cool. I just like Boomhauer three because like those two pal seventeen thresher attacks. If he gets like close to two, and he's two inch reach, we don't have a two inch reach solo outside the archon. Sure. You don't want to throw the archon away because the archon is pretty big. Also, Boomy three can be like archoned, and it's just like Ugh, really like you archoned it, and then he mm. has retaliatory strike because he's a champion. Oh, that's the point. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah. So then it's just like, oh, he also has counter charge. He's mad. He's mad at uh, seven. So like, he can counter charge something. He can knock it down. It can't thrash on your own turn, but he can knock it down and he gains an extra trash, like a trash, additional die. And then if mm-hmm. he, something charges it, you're just like, I'll, I'll, uh, arc on it and then hit you back with retaliatory strike. So like, he can put like four pal seventeens out pretty quickly. Yeah, like it's it's he's he's gross if if done right. Like sure, I think that's the other thing. I think I see like especially on Discord, a lot of people are just putting him into every list, and it's like don't expect him to get value every time out of, in every list, regardless of how you play him. He's a much more subtle piece than he looks. So, John, I've just got to run away from the screen for about for like five minutes. Could you? I'm, I'm oh, sure you can talk by yourself yeah, for five I'm minutes. Yeah, no problem. I'm back in a sec. Not a problem. Um, so yeah, we're going to the cold gram, a deep dive here. Tom just stepped away for a minute here. Um, um, so there's a few ways also I've, I've seen people play with GK with cold grammar. It's, uh, it's pretty cool because it provides own concealment for, uh, for cold grammar with the uh, two inch aura from the GK. Some more protection from a weaker caster provides a gun. But I think as Tom mentioned earlier is uh, a lot of shield guards are out there right now. So like, having your only heavy war beast or large war beast or huge war beast i guess that is uh having all three of your shield guards guns shield guard is really rough in the list i think she just benefits more from helping her army with the cloud walls so there's lots of times like i said before i put cloud walls in front of the champions put cloud walls in front of mayhem even have my my bears ad and sit in the cloud wall like because they're stealth um one downside that Bumbles have, I found out, he does not have a uh, prowl, um, so he's he can't sit in the cloud. He's usually behind the cloud wall. Um, Bumbles in this list can be speed seven, um, goes to ten with one inch reach. It can go to third, uh, goes to so speed seven to ten, one inch reach is eleven. Hunter's Mark takes him to uh, thirteen. He he's currently pal thirteen weapon master. Add the cold stone, he's a pal fifteen. Uh, the Pyro Troll, because you can now put power, uh, Flaming Fist on Solos and every other model. He's a POW 17 Weapon Master times 2, and he's a POW 18 with his Bite times 1. Um, so, depends how you want to play it. He has, um, you can pitch him first, 
but usually that's outside your your uh, uh, if you pitch them, you just throw them away so you can't actually follow up your claws. Or you can just do two armor claws and then pitch them away afterwards. And having two POW 17s and one POW 18 is really good. He's a Matt 7 himself. Um, so <laughs> he does a lot of work. I don't think I've ever ambushed Bubbles before. So welcome back. Hey. That was definitely less than five minutes. Um <laughs> I was just talking about Bumbles and how like I don't think I've ever ambushed him before. I think he's always AD'd. See, I have, but I think it's the, the only times I've ambushed him are, uh, I forget the name of the scenario, any scenario where there's flags quite wide out, like uh, Spread the Net is a good one. If you think you have a, if your opponent's playing on leaving their flag basically uncontested and just putting one crappy solo on there, oh my goodness, Bumbles is in for a good time. You know, oh yeah, I guess you can overkill that solo. And over, you can overtake onto it exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is kind of niche, but it's a yeah. I, I was just saying because, like, in Cold Grandma, he becomes a POW 17, POW 8, POW 17, Weapon Master times two, and a POW 18 on his <laughs> yeah. bite, and he yeah. threats, he threats 13, yeah, with Hunter's Mark. So, like, yeah. really now you have hard. now you have two solos. One solo is a POW 17 Thresher, where if you knock him down, he's a Weapon Master times two, then you have another solo who's. A POW 17 times two weapon master and a POW 18 bite with uh, throw a uh, pitch. So now you have two solos that can hit. If they hit one heavy, that heavy's dead no matter what. Sure. Even like Bubbles himself sometimes can kill a heavy, but in Cold Grandma, his hitting power is a little less than what he would be in like Magic 3 in Storm of the North. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like it's it's so strong. Um, yeah. Yeah, like uh, both our lists are really good. I like double bears. I really do because, like, even if you like AD a bear and an ambush a bear, you're still threatening like that corner. I always mm-hmm. like to play things like pockets. So, like in my list, in my pocket is Melville Mayhem one side of the board, and Melville Mayhem's usually going over to like if it's spread the net going over to the opponent's zone. But with that help, yeah. he's also getting the battle bears going to ambush in that one zone. So it's gonna be like mm-hmm. Battle Bears and Melvin Mayhem in a corner of the table where they have to deal with it, and they're not yes. the easiest models to deal with. And then like in the middle of the board, slightly towards my flag or your opponent's flag slash your zone, you have your champions, you have Bumbles, you have Boomy Three, you have Champ Hero, you have your Archon. Then you have like your Brawler holding like the middle of the f- middle of the table with your Pyro and your Basher like scoring your zone. Like it's just a lot of things, or even the Basher you can throw towards your opponent's zone to help out yeah. your other because Cold yeah. Grandma has such a long extension that like you can score multiple zones at once and you can contest and you can ha- provide support for everything. Like, sh- like yeah. Tom was saying, she can move so far around the table. So like, I don't know. You just got to play her a lot. Um, yeah. She is one of the hardest casters. You can't like, don't get in the trap where you need to spray every turn. Cause you That's don't right. need to spray every turn. Uh, cloud walls yeah. are really key in matchups against trolls. Because trolls mm-hmm. don't like getting shot, so you put Cloudwall up and force them to have out of sight. If they have out of sight, you put it where the ranks are going to be. So if they're wrapped, let's say six out of sight, they need sixes to hit champions. They walk up six or seven, and they shoot ten. Put them where they're going to walk up to, because that means they won't be able to shoot champions at rat six. They'll be rat four mm-hmm. and eight, mm-hmm. which is like okay. And if they have combined arms, they're like okay. I guess I'm going to do like a four man combined arms now, needing fours. But usually that's POW 16, so it's dice off two, and you're just like, I'll archon it. Yeah, I was going to say, right? yeah, that's right. It's like, huh, okay, cool, you wasted yeah, four miles. Like, yeah, if you guys shoot me less times, that works for me, because I'm going to archon a, effectively a high percentage of them, so cool. Yeah, so I feel like Cold Grandma is the best caster in Trolls. I um, think so. And it's not uh, to say that you, you can't have a successful pair without her, but I think, she, yeah, she is the strongest, so... I feel like times where you can have a successful pair without her is in team tournaments mm-hmm. because yeah. you can have you can have multiple people playing trolls <laughs> like that will ever happen, um, mm-hmm. or you can have just have like tactless for certain matchups because a lot of trolls are dark horses. I've said it a few times. Trolls have yeah. really good um, tactlesses for like things out there that most people don't want to play into. But the problem is you don't see them in tournaments all the time as troll players. And like if you have that as your parent going to a regular tournament, you kind of get screwed over yourself because you don't have enough to like to back you up. So like my parent right now is Cold Grandma would be mad would be Cold Grandma Storm of the North Magic Three Banner Banner Heroes. Yeah. Exactly so that's 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 my parent right now, and I just feel like it does a lot of work and covers a lot of matchups. Yeah, that's the thing. I think there are very few 
lists that you can't drop Colgrama into. I'll go on to them in a second. But the big thing at the moment is she's really good to the meta. Like, yeah, we've mentioned on the podcast Archons 100 times. Aurora 2 is wreaking havoc, and she's really good into that. Um, even like Fiona, yeah. she has game into. And so yeah. I've made a little list here of some some of the things that I really don't like her into. And it's not even to say that these are unplayable, but that are a bit rough. Um, one is the rep matchup. I think Assyria is just makes her sh- the shooting so effective, and those tridents just like can totally take you out. And even though you can, they're fast enough as well, but for a turn, you can stop, stop with the feet, and then they can be like, well, we can stay out of where you're going to be able to charge us on your next turn, so we're still going to get around shooting on you. The amount of guns is like, and then on her feet, ignoring the clouds, and with the science importance effect, the, the guns are good enough to really take a chunk out of your army. Yeah. Uh, or, indeed, because the trends are so fast, just find Cole Grimmer and shoot his death. So I think that's a rough one. And also Gareth, like, sure, your, your feet counters his feet really nicely, but then the fact that you're you're having to wait for your feet until he uses his feet means that he can just shoot you as much as he wants. <laughs> that's really bad, too. Yeah, the rep matchup has always been an issue with trolls, um, mm-hmm. especially the shooting side of it. Um, that's where, like, I always, like, over the years, I've always saying Boomy or Doomy three Storm of the North can shut that down because it just has mm-hmm. like a really strong game into it. Yes. But now you're not playing that much anymore because we got all these extra tools and extra all these extra things to play with. I feel like Magic three will be okay in that shooting matchup because like your War Beast can now have shield guards. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm have, bringing a minion of Warders as well. And I, I, if you have yeah. Warders, but like I would still just bring Valkyries because they're cheaper. Uh, but I, what I'm really liking though is the uh, putting the min warders in front of the champions and then being like, well, the champions are defense 18 to shooting, so your tridents are still going to struggle. Uh, and then if you shoot the warders, then that's going to so take the problem, a lot of shots to bring them down. So the problem that comes up right away is that we spoke about it earlier is order activations the very next turn because now you have yep. to move your warders out of your way where your champions want to go. So they're like pre planned your turn before. And if you want to charge something, you're just like, okay, these warders just need to go out of the way. So like, are they going to be that does are, often happen a lot like, yeah. at they, least they've got they, at least they've got two inch reach so you can quite often charge them out of the way and still get some use out of them but you are right yeah but yeah i'm just thinking like now you're like oh where is my champions going to charge to where should my waters be are they waters going to be more effective now being shield guards where they are the following turn but yeah i agree like the whole, whole roadblock in front of champions are really cool mm-hmm. um i'm not sure if a lot of people play their champion in a big giant five man brick sometimes a two man brick is better like two two and three yep. or two two three with Scaldi, like uh, two two, no, what is it two three, right? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Oh, two, six three. guys. So two 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 two, because there's six guys in the unit, right? With Scaldi. With Scaldi, yeah. Yeah. So if you do two two two, it's really cool because then you can put like one water in front of each of them, and then have like the the easy enough where you can like spread them into a triangle up on an angle, and then have like the four champions charge in. And have the yeah. one water up the middle, and the other two champions just follow up and like be still in like a triangle for shield guarding, but yeah. now not defense eighteen, but like defense fourteen, engage whatever. Like, yeah, no, it's really cool. Um, I one just, thing to mention oh, about that: the big thing that makes that work is Boom Howler three, because I always turn one hoof at my warders, so run run the champions and the warders alongside each other, and then hoof at the warders so they can just walk in front of the champions, and it's just really nice. Yeah, I like it. Um. Some of the other bad matchups. I think Zal too, thankfully, he's gone down quite a lot. You don't really see him so much anymore. Or it's gone, really. But he's always been rough, I think, because you don't, yeah. apart from uh, Valkyrie, you don't really have any takedown and that sort of thing. And it's just, I, I don't know, yeah. Yeah, it is um, it, it is a really <laughs> disgusting list to play into, Zal too. Um, but again, I've yeah, not played I, it, but I think I like my directory into it. So I, I always had... Uh, Calandra band of heroes into it because mm-hmm. Bafuddle was better back then. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trolls got oh, that. Of course, yeah. Oh, you can't. Yeah, you can't befuddle the big dudes anymore. You can't befuddle the battle engine. You can't turn it around for defensive strike now. So having trying trying to figure out how to get champions onto a battle engine without taking an S and P whatever to kill them, yeah. it's really hard. Um, I think you just need to keep your archon alive. And keep mm-hmm. your archon living just for that one defensive strike now, which is which is not bad. Like you do it anyways, but like it's just now it's something you need to play around. It's, yeah, um, uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, that's why you have a ban ban of heroes list, and like that's the only time we yeah. really need ban of heroes. I feel. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the last 
matchup I've got here is I think a couple of the Flames builds. I think she's you know, she's fine into some of them, but then specifically Striker three is rough. Like I played one list that had two of the medium based gun dudes and then two Thamorite archons, and Thamorite archons can they can they, all of that can see through clouds. Um, so it's just a lot of guns that can do damage, and then of course the the medium based guys are plenty good in melee too. Um, and then Striker 3 specifically because it hits really hard and then his feet lets all charge attacks hit, I think is how it works. And so your decent defense of like potentially 16 on the champions doesn't mean anything. And I think it just really has the tools to take Cogrimmer apart. So hmm. that's a bit of a bad one. And then Zakova in a similar build. And Zakova's fine because Zakova's just Cogrimmer but not a troll. <laughs> so it's kind of an even playing field, I guess. But uh, yeah. Yeah. The Striker 3 one's interesting. I haven't really played into it. Um, I know Striker 1, Striker 2, Colgram was quite fine into in Flames. Yeah. Um, I know that was a big boogeyman for us was Flames, Striker 2 for a long, long time. And then after playing like several games against top players over and over with the matchup, and I tried Magic 1, it was really good into it, but then I just kept playing Colgram and Melvin Mayhem just kind of like changed that matchup pretty big because yeah. having Melvin, Melvin Mayhem just like destroying like three quarters of a unit. That, <laughs> yeah. It, it's just really good. Um. Yeah, and they and like your feet just destroys like the pathfinder issues, the the flight stuff like that. And it's just really good, and like you can stationary archons at that point because striker two doesn't mm-hmm. have many many guns at that point. So like you can, you can like kind of play it a little ballsy if you need to, and you kind of need to like matchups like that. You, like matchups you know they're really hard. You kind of need to like play a little aggressive, but make sure you play on the edge, but sure. not go yeah. not go over the edge, which is really hard to do. Um. But yeah, no. There's been times where the, uh, I've had a brawler survive, like Striker Two's feet, because of my, <laughs> because of I had I had clouds around him. Sure. But he's like, he's like in a, in a zone, toe in a zone. He has to clear this brawler, or else he doesn't score. And all I have to do is clear the models in the zone to score to win the game. And like he left the brawler on like four life because like on a feet turn, you don't get combined, right? Sure. So like you have to individually hit them one at a time and if they're in the mm-hmm. cloud it's minus two to hit so like nice. mat, they're mat seven basically they lose positive charge so it's like they need fives so it's just or sitting they're at six go to eight i don't know something like that but they need like sixes or five fives or sixes but like if you miss a couple of those it's a pretty big swing so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so but yeah like- yeah no co-grandma if you don't go to a tournament with her not in your list, I feel like it is harder for you to play in that tournament. A lot yeah, of people are scared true. to play. People are scared to play Cold Grandma, especially if you can play Cold Grandma really good. They don't want to see a good Cold Grandma player because you can do so much with it. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm afraid I'm going to have to head off. I've got a jump on that's, call. We, but, um, we, can, we, we can call it here. That's absolutely great. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah, I'm glad we did this episode. It's been a while coming, and I think, yeah, uh, Obviously, I'm sure people have a whole bunch of questions, so tag me or John on Discord or Facebook or message the Scrum. We always love to chat more. And then, like, maybe at the start of the next episode, we'll be talking about maybe some pairings. I know we talk about Madrak 3 a lot, but I think maybe dig a bit deeper into why we like that pairing. Uh, or, or I, I, I think me and Tom will get some games in over the next uh, couple That'd weeks. That'd be nice. Hit up. It's a, yeah. it's a holiday, so have a, have a Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays yeah, or whatever you celebrate time. out there. Absolutely. Um, message us like you said on Discord or Facebook. We're always here to answer questions, and we're hoping to do this maybe the fir- first week of the new year or the second That'd week. Be nice. We're going yeah, to try to be think, as steady as possible going out. Yeah, I'd love to do um, like a new player troll podcast at some point and be like, here's where the factions are if you're starting the game Beautiful. or you're starting troll. So, yeah, maybe that'll be next time. 100%. Hey, man. Hey, have a Merry Christmas. I'll talk to you yeah. guys later. Take See care. You all soon.